You are listening to the YLM Sermon of the Week podcast with Apostle Willie Tolbert. Be blessed and refreshed by this relevant word from the Lord. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Hey, hey, hey. My, 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 my. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Hallelujah. My, 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 my. Hey, glory to your name, God. Hey, my, 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 my. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hey, my, 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 my. Glory to your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, glory, my, 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 my. Can you tell your neighbor, neighbor, what a mighty God we serve. Hey, my, my, my. Woo. The songwriter said, when I think of the goodness of Jesus, anybody can think about one thing God has done for you. Can you give him a praise right now off that one thing? Come on and bless him. Hey! Woo! My, 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 my. My, 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 my. My, 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 my. Woo! Glory to your name. Listen, y'all better put a praise on it because God's given to work a miracle for you. My, 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 my. My, 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 my. Hey! My, 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 my. My, 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 my. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. Can everybody say hallelujah? Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. 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 My, 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 my. Woo! Glory. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Put those blessed hands together all over this place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We honor God who's the head of our life to his son, Jesus Christ. 
Amen. To the precious Holy Spirit, thank God for Pastor Amy Tarbert, amen, Pastor Stephen Tarbert, all of our pastors, ministers, you the precious people of God that are here in the sanctuary, those that may be viewing the telecast, amen, we greet you in the precious name of Jesus. I don't know about you, I just believe God, give me the works up now. Yeah, I, 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 I just believe he's given to turn some things around. My, my, my. I, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Ask your neighbor, do you need anything God to, for God to do for you? Amen. Do you need God to do anything for you? Hey, my God. Tell him he's going to do it right now. Hey, my, 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 my. I told Abraham, to speak those things which are not as though they were. So as far as I'm concerned, according to the Bible, it's already done. Oh, my God. Can somebody say, it's already done. My God. Give them an already done praise right there. Amen. We thank God for you, you. Get your Bibles, if you would. Let's go to the book of Luke, chapter 5. The book of Luke, chapter 5, verses 1 through 3. While you're getting your Bible, if you have it on your hardback, softback, iPhone, Android, iPad, lift the Bibles, which is, said, this is my Bible. It is the word of God. I shall have what it says I can have. I will be what it says I can be. I will do what it says I can do. I will say what it states I can say. I will have what it says I can have. I am, I know I am, a living recipient of the manifested promises of God's word. You believe that? Give him a shout in this place. Amen. Sister Melissa is going to come and read. Luke, and it'll be on your screen also, Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 3. Those that can stand, if you don't mind, let's stand for the reverence of God's word. Amen. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 3. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. So it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret, and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. So is the word of the Lord. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk with you in the time that's allotted to me from this subject, the day Jesus picked me. Can you say that? The day Jesus picked me. I want you to personalize this thing. The day Jesus did put your hand across the heart, picked me. Amen. I want you to touch and agree with me on these several things. Zulter, by reading his written word, hearing the spoken word, we seeing the rhema word, we should now begin to experience the manifested word, enjoy the fruits prosperity, success, the victory, protection of his word in Jesus' name. Would you lift your hands before the Lord and say, Lord Jesus, as the servant has decreed and declared, 
be it so in Jesus' name. Give him a praise. He's going to do just that. The day Jesus picked me. Have you ever felt like you're not good enough, like you don't have anything to offer, like you're not qualified for the task at hand? Well, if so, you're not alone. Even Peter, one of Jesus' closest disciples, felt that way. Imagine, if you would, a world where everyone knew and understood their purpose, a world where everyone was using their skills, talents, and resources to make a difference. That is the world Jesus wants to create. In Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 3, we see here that Jesus chose a fisherman named Peter and to be one of his disciples. Peter was an ordinary man with an ordinary job, but Jesus saw something special in him. Jesus knew that Peter had a purpose, and he wanted to use Peter to fulfill his purpose. Somebody ought to say that they, Jesus, picked me. This passage teaches us that Jesus will choose the time in our lives, regardless of our background, to use the skills, talents, and resources that God has invested in us. I was talking with someone not long ago, and I was sharing with them that one of the things that I want God to be able to do is get a high-yield dividend off his investment in me. In other words, anybody familiar with investments, when you're making investments, you're looking for some type of return. Well, when God created us, he put in us already what we're going to need to fulfill the purpose, plan, and destiny he has for our lives. So wouldn't it make sense that God would be able to say, yeah, she was a good investment. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was a good investment. Somebody say, yes, that's me. So this passage teaches us that Jesus will choose the time in our lives, regardless of our background, to use the skills, talents, resources that he has invested in us. Just like Peter, we may not feel qualified or worthy for God to use us, but Jesus sees something special in each and every one of us. He had a purpose for us. He wants us to use it to make a difference in the world. Somebody will say amen. So one day in verse 1, we see here the text says that as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. And I decree that God is raising up Yes Lord Ministries to be that ministry where people are going to be so hungry and passionate for the things of God that they will get around the corner an hour ahead of time, two hours ahead of time like they do if they're going to put out some new sneakers, people get up five and six hours before the store even opens and some folk even camp out. And some folks are so into it that they will fight you over trying to take their spot. Am I talking to anybody here? So our decree is going to happen for you, so not to fight. Come on, come on. <laughs> so one day, Jesus, as he was preaching, and, and he was preaching on the shore of Galilee, words about Jesus had spread everywhere. And, you know, 
We're in a season where we're talking about evangelism. We're talking about harvest of souls. We're talking about how that Jesus wants us to share our faith. So here, word had got out about how Jesus was doing miracles. And that's what God is depending upon us. When we leave here on Sundays to go and tell somebody about the good news of Jesus, how he met me, how I went to church maybe with a problem, but before the service was over, God turned that thing around. He lifted my burden. He healed my body. He made a change in my life. Somebody ought to give him a praise right there. So here we find that the Sea of Galilee was located in the region of Galilee. It was a very large lake of fresh water, 650 feet below sea level, 150 feet deep and surrounded by hills. It was 13 miles long and 7 miles wide. Jesus could stand on the shore and the people could sit on the hillside to listen to him. Now let me just paint a picture for you 21st century people like you trying to figure out what? You know. So here what you did back then they didn't have microphones. But they had ways oh, oh I feel this for somebody right now. They had ways on how that if they was on a hill their voice would reverberate and that people miles and miles away could hear what was being taught. Nowadays, we got to turn the mic up for folks sitting on three rows. <laughs> oh, y'all with me. Give God a praise, y'all. All right. So here, Jesus could stand on the shore and the people could sit on the hillsides to listen. On this occasion, the crowds were pushing in around him, eager to hear the word of God. I'm thanking God for Yes Lord Ministries be that place where crowds of people be so hungry for the word. Anybody with me? So here in verse 2, Jesus noticed that there were, here it comes, I'm coming down your road. Jesus noticed that two empty boats were at the water's edge for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. With the crowds pressing in, Jesus would be back right into the lake. But when he noticed the two empty boats, he had an idea. Somebody say, I got an idea. So the text explains that while they were washing their nets, fishermen on the Sea of Galilee used nets often bell-shaped with lead weights around the edges. Nets had to be kept in good condition so that they were washed to remove weeds and then mended in preparation for the next fishing expedition. Now, some may say, well, what does that have to do with me? I'm glad you asked, because inquiring minds want to know. So here, to, let me define it this way. The gifts, talents, and abilities, whether you are a computer technologist, whether you're in security, whether you're a teacher, whether you're an Uber driver, Lyft driver, whatever it is, God can use you in that. See, stop thinking you need a title. You already got one. And I think that's what the problem could be with some church people is if we don't have a title, preacher, evangelist, apostle, prophet, doctor, right, reverend, the pope, no. We think we're not significant. Can y'all just do this for a moment? Mm-hmm. What I just asked you to do is wipe, wipe that myth away. Because God can use anybody. Well, I'm going to go here. There's a scripture that says he even used the donkey. I say even used the donkey. 
I said, even use the donkey. Y'all catch that. All right, so here, but the normal fishing boat was not very large, usually 16 or 20 feet long, carried a crew of four men comfortably. The sail was a large triangle attached to a central mast, enabled the boat to be operated by the sail or just by oars. Two men usually steered the boat while the other two worked with the nets. Boats the, uh, were small and they were vulnerable in a storm. So what do you mean, preacher? I'm saying that sometimes we may feel insignificant like, I don't matter, I don't know why God using them and look like they, they always, you know, be blessed. What about me, God? Anybody ever had that kind of question? What about me, God? Well, I'm going to tell you about the me, about the God that you serve in. Watch this now. So here, the text says in verse 3, Jesus got into one of the boats belonging to Simon. Now, here's another thing that when I was studying the text, you need to understand this. God's going to call you by name. Now, before y'all go get twisted. Or you get, well, what does he sound like? Mm -mm. Let me just ask you a question. If I want everybody right now, just say your name. Do y'all know your names? <laughs> just say your name. Okay. All right. Y'all got it? <laughs> All right. That was working. So when you say your name, you ought to know phonetically how your name sounds. Am I talking to anybody? Now, if, now I know this brother Larry, right? But if I call Sister Brown, hey, brother Larry, she should not be responding. Because if she does, something wrong. And that's the problem. Some of us have been answering to names that ain't ours. Steve, 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 talk about Oh, my God. Watch this now. This is going to get gooder and gooder. Watch this now. So when Jesus got into one of the boats, he called its owner, Simon Peter, and asked him to put a little way from the shore. From this position, Jesus sat and taught the crowds from the boat. This allowed Jesus to continue to speak and be heard as his voice could carry across the water. Sitting down was the preferred teaching position of the rabbis according to chapter 4 verse 20. Now, apostle, how does this, is this relevant to me? Watch this now. Notice what it says. The one of the ships was owned by Peter. So write in notes. You want to write this down. What has God given me to own? You may not own a house on the hill. You may not own a car. You may not, because nowadays with Uber, people ain't too much buying cars, you know. I, I don't know the savings, but anyway, are, are you with me? So what is it that you own that Jesus could use? I'm going to make it easy for you. You. Y'all look too deep. Watch this now. And so here, first, this text shows us that Jesus is interested in using ordinary people for his extraordinary purposes. So I'm about to help somebody today that God's going to amaze you. 
Peter was a fisherman, not a rabbi or a scholar, but Jesus saw in him a man who was willing to follow him and use his resources for the kingdom of God. All God is saying is anybody here that said, hey, God, you can use me. If you can use anybody, you can use me, God. You may not sing in the choir. You may not be on the praise team. You may not be in the pulpit. But can God use you on your job? Can God use you in the mall? Can God? Listen. What's that lady name they use when she they said she get nasty with people for no reason? See there? Mm-hmm. I trust Karen ain't here today, but I want you to understand that God wants to use you even if Karen show up. Can can I help somebody? Because see, some folks get intimidated by Karen, but God said, I want you to use your gifts, talents, and ability to let Karen know the days of intimidation is over. The days of belittling me is over. The days of making me feel small is over. Second, Jesus choosing to use Peter's ship so that he was willing to partner with us in his work. Jesus didn't tell Peter to abandon his fishing business. Instead, he asked him to use his boat to help him reach more people with the good news of the gospel. See, every, every one of us, if I went around and gave you the mic, you would tell us that you work in a different place than your neighbor. So what am I saying? God want to use you where you are. Stop getting jealous of people. Stop being a hater. Third, Jesus choosing Peter's ship shows that he is not limited to by our circumstances. Peter's boat was small fishing boat, but Jesus used it to accomplish great things. Your bank account may not be like the Rockefellers or Warren Buffett. But can God trust you with 10% out of every dollar to tithe? Give offerings to sow seed. That see too often. I want to be a millionaire. Well, are you doing? Do you have a millionaire mindset or an hourly wage one? This story is relevant to people today because it shows us that God can use us no matter who we are or what we have. If we are willing to follow Jesus to use our resources for his kingdom, he will use us to accomplish great things. Here are some specific ways that Jesus choosing Peter's ship connects with people today. One, it encourages us to use our skills, talents to serve God and others. Two, it reminds us that God is not limited by our circumstances. Next, it shows us that God is willing to partner with us in our work. Next, it gives us hope that we can make a difference in the world, even if we feel small or insignificant. I want to prophesy to somebody. God's going to shift your mindset. Imagine. You're a teacher. You have a passion for teaching children about Jesus. But you may feel like your classroom is small, insignificant place to serve God. 
But the story of Jesus choosing Peter's ship reminds us that God can use any place and any person to accomplish his purposes. So be encouraged to use your classroom to teach children about Jesus and to make a difference in their lives. I'm going somewhere. I just need a praying church. If I got a praying church, wave your hands in the air because I'm about to say something that's going to be sensitive. Are you ready? If they can push agendas. How come we can't push our agenda? I got an agenda too. I want to let my light shine so men can see my good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. Am I helping anybody here? They may not let you open up your Bible in the classroom, but Paul said we are living epistles being seen and read of all men. Let them watch your life. Let them see what a teacher, a Holy Ghost filled, sanctified teacher look like. Let them see what a sanctified security officer looks like. Let them see what a male clerk saved and sanctified look like. Let them see what a uber sanctified driver looks like. They may be playing some music. They may even be cursing in the car. You ain't got to get in there and go blanka, blanka, blanka because they doing it. Y'all know what I'm saying. But you got to know because watch this. Jesus, give him a praise right there. Whenever Jesus would walk into a territory, the spirits that were dominant in that region, they begin to honor and recognize the presence of Jesus. Y'all better help me understand. Because greater is he that's within us than he that is in the world. So when we walk in our jobs, when we walk in that mall, when we walk in that school, they ought to recognize that God's child is here. Imagine you're a stay-at-home parent. You may feel like your work is not important as work of people who have careers outside the home. But the story of Jesus choosing Peter's ship reminds us that God values all work, regardless of whether it's paid or unpaid. So he encourages us to use our gifts, talents as a parent to serve God and your family. Well, I'm going to share some good news. Anybody want to hear some good news? We get ready to set it up where we're going to have children's church in the church. I realized and God kept speaking to me for years on this. Our children, regardless to their age, need to know how to lay hands. Our children, regardless to age, need to know how to cast out demons. Our children, regardless to age, need to know how to lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. We got children in our ministry that God has already started doing that with. Our children got gifts to prophesy. Our children got gifts of word of knowledge. Our ch- Come on. 
So we want to sharpen those gifts. We're not putting them in children's church for babysitting. I want to see some children that is warriors for God. Am I talking to anybody? Listen, some of you got babies who already been speaking, but because they were babies, they just saying something. They, if they saying something, you better listen. Come on, give God some praise. So here, God has a purpose for your life. No matter what your background or experience is, God has a purpose for you. And some of you are going to need to go home and look in a mirror. And say, you know what, self? I'm great because God made me great. Sometimes, ooh, this good, this good, this good. Watch this now. One of my mentors says this. Don't allow the opinions of other people to determine your greatness. Because you're going to get some people who can't handle the greatness in you. So they're going to try to bring you down to their level and speak words to try to intimidate you. But you got to help them understand. Y'all, anybody want to know how to handle this situation like that? So when they try to talk to you and say, oh, you ain't nothing. Say, I realize you ain't the creator. So you couldn't make me. Y'all better help me. So when they try to say, oh, you're not that smart, I say, I realize you're you're limited on your education abilities. Am I helping anybody here? So if they say that you're too dark, I say, realize, you know, you might have got premature exposure. (laughs) Y'all all right? Wave your hands in the air now. If this is bothering you, that means you need to come to the altar. Are you with me? So watch this now. So here, not only that God has a purpose for your life, but we have to be open to God's leading. God may be calling you to do something that seems impossible, but if you obey him, he will bless you and use you to accomplish his purpose. I don't know why or who this is for, but I'm prophesying to somebody. I'm decreeing to somebody right now that before this year is out, God's going to amaze you. Now, with that being said, Watch what comes out your mouth as he does it. Too often we say what some other folks say. I don't believe it. Stop. You're canceling out what God is doing. When you say I don't believe it, you're telling God he's not capable of using you. But the devil is a liar. Then trust God's provision. When we obey God, he will provide for us in ways that we can't even imagine. Can can I speak to somebody today? Anybody need encouragement today? Can I help you understand? Don't focus on your bank account. Let your bank bank account focus on you. Well, hold on, Apostle. I was with you up until then. What are you talking about? Let my bank account focus on me. 
Do you not know that FDIC, the maximum that they can insure up until a few years ago was 100000 They just raised it, help me, is it 250 now, right? And with SIPIC, which is the security, <clears throat> yeah, depository, it goes to 500000 But that's on like CDs and money markets, things like that. Y'all, I'm, I'm all right? I, I could talk like that, right? It's, it's okay, right? See, we need to have more. Than, there was, I saw somebody put out a, 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 a survey the other day on social media. Most households don't have $1,000 in their bank. Most households. It wasn't just the African-American community. No, 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 no. It, no, 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 no. But moving forward, that's going to change. That's going to change in this house. Am, am I talking to anybody? I said, that's going to change in this house. Where in a thousand, it'd be like, what? I give that. Y'all all right? Wait a minute, wait a minute. A thousand? Oh, I thought you was talking 10,000. I, I thought you wanted me to write a check for 100,000. Hey, hey, am I talking to anybody in here? Stop thinking because we are Christians, because we are church people. We got to have that pro-minded, broke, busted, and disgusted mentality. The devil is a liar. We got wealthy entrepreneurs in this ministry. And guess what? We got some phenomenal single parents that got it going on. You ain't got to get married to get a, a, another income. Y'all all right? We got to learn how to trust God's provision. And if all you could trust God is for $100, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Y'all all right? Because you're going to come in contact with some people who are going to be so religious and say these churches should not be teaching about prosperity. Well, you tell them, I realize you must have didn't go to Sunday school because there's a scripture that says in 3 John, above all, I would that you prosper, be in health as your soul does prosper. So God don't just want us to know how to speak in tongues. He wants us to be able to have to count the ducats. Are y'all all right? You know, like, you got all your stuff in order. You got your will in place. You got your health care proxy in place. You, you got your insurance in place. You, you. These are kind of teachings he want us to do this day. Because notice, when he used Simon Peter, Simon was an entrepreneur. I prophesy successful businesses in this ministry. So as I get ready to close, someone who is struggling to find the purpose in life, Peter's story reminds us that God has a purpose for everyone, even if we don't know it yet.
we can ask God to reveal his purpose for our lives and trust him to lead us. Someone who is feeling inadequate or unqualified for a job that they may have been called to. Peter was just a fisherman, but Jesus called him to be a disciple and to spread the gospel. We can trust that God will qualify the unqualified. For us to do any job he calls us to do. But I got to pause for station identification. Are y'all ready for this? Jesus is not calling you to be gifted, talented, and blessed, and highly favored, and anointed to be lazy. Y'all didn't get that one, all right? Mm -hmm. Let me say it this way. We got too many. Can I, can I come home a bit? We got too many that are anointed. Jesus loved them, and they love Jesus but they hide from responsibility. Peter could have said, God, Jesus, you know, there were two ships here. Why did you have to pick mine? There was two ships. Script said there was two ships, but why did you have to pick mine? And that's what some folks don't say verbally. They just say it mentally. Like, don't call on me today. Huh. No, I don't feel like it today. Well, let me help you understand. You're going to get a lot of days you ain't going to feel like it. Well, let me ask you something. Had it been raining today? Mm -hmm. Had it been raining hard like it had been for the last several days? How many folk would actually press their way to come to church? Can I teach it real today? Y'all all right? You all right? See, they say it like this. If you want something that you never had, you got to be willing to do something you never done. Now bring this proper context. The good stuff. Well, bring the proper context. The things God wants you to do. These days, you got to explain what you just explained, and you just explain that. So, we are all a part of God's team, and he wants to accomplish some great things through each and every one of us. Teamwork makes the dream work. We need you. You need us. We are all a part of God's family. Anybody with me today? Anybody willing to score a touchdown today? Anybody willing to score a basket today? Anybody willing to hit a home run today? So with every head bowed, every eye closed, how has this lesson spoke to you? Is it one, giving your life to Christ? Two, coming back to Christ? Three, realizing that God has a purpose for your life. Four, you're now ready to surrender your gifts, talents, resources, and ability for God to use you. Partner with YLM financially using the following methods. The YLM mobile app. Text gift to 1-844-948-3895. Cash app dollar sign yes lord in. 
on Givelify search for Yes Lord Ministries in Kimmelworth, New Jersey. Our website, visit www.ylmconnect.org and click donate. Mail checks and money orders to Yes Lord Ministries, Post Office Box 425 Union, New Jersey 07083. Download the YLM mobile app and stay connected with our ministry 24-7. On behalf of our lead pastor Steve Tolbert, our senior leaders Apostle Willie Tolbert and Apostle Mamie S. Tolbert and the Yes Lord Ministries church family, thank you for joining us and welcome home.